Hello everybody, this is a healthy obsession. <laughs> not having that. <laughs> You're not having that intro. Hello everybody. It's like a bad Euro DJ. Yeah, well I am a bad Euro DJ, so if the shoe fits. Uh, my name is Adam Thelwell. I am the host of a healthy obsession alongside my uh, co-wanker. That's a bit weird. Sounds a bit weird, doesn't it's a bit it? Strange. Like you're a giving, it's not a good start to like the show giving, so far. Like you're giving me a wanky. <laughs> the show is brought to you by Small Girl Soccer. Smallgirlsoccer.com for all your soccer fulfillment. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's a soccer podcast if you're new. <laughs> <laughs> in case you're confused. Yeah, in case you're confused by the world's worst intro. That was that was that was down there. It was down there with not one your of best, the worst. Not your best work. I'll make up for it. Well, it um, could be your best work, I don't know. I'll make up for it with riveting banter Maybe. throughout the show. Yeah. End it. No. <laughs> <laughs> press, the, press the buzzer. Delete. Show's over. <laughs> so what's happening, mate? I'm a bit, a bit irked right now. Why are you irked? I'm irked. What could you How possibly you spell, be irked How do you spell irked? I-R-K-E-D. You reckon that's what it is? Irked. Could I, be I, I, know, I know what it is. Could be you. No, because that would be irked. Irked. <laughs> irked. Yeah. What are you irked about? Oh, God, I'd go replace a flat tyre. That, that is probably one of the most pain in the arse things that Annoyed can happen me. with your vehicle. I got up early Sunday morning yesterday uh, to go coach a game. I actually drove about, I don't know, about 40 metres. I'm like, fucking hell, this is dragging a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flat tyre. Um, got out, threw on the older spare. So I took it into, afterwards, drove a discount tyre, closed on Sundays. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, inconvenient. Them and the chicken people. Yeah, losing some money on that. Chick Fil A. Yeah. Yeah, but that's good for the employees, though. Yeah, well, yeah, but on a Sunday off. I'm, I'm not. You like to I, drive I'd a like hard to bargain. A, I'd like to have a wheel. Um, <laughs> so went there today, and uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've. I'm not sure about this. I couldn't see anything in the tire, and then they're like, "We found a pinhole in the side of the tire." Now, answer me this. Conspiracy. It's not. Comp- of course, I trust the you know the people at the, the good discount people tire at a discount who don't who aren't motivated to sell tires to people. <laughs> um, I hate. I hate it because even if they're the most trustworthy guy in the world, I always feel like I'm getting played. So, so, I, so I said, where, "Where was it?" And he went, "Well, we just dunked it under some water, and air was coming out." So I'm like, well, I can't, "What am I going to do?" So you prove it. <laughs> Take it back there now. Show me the air. Um, so for all I know, I could have installed a tire and it need one. But that's part one of it. Part two is like, why can't they just stick some super glue in it? The size said, can't you patch it? And he said, we can only patch it if it's in the middle. Why? I don't understand that. It sounds like you've been had. Yeah. You've been tangoed. I've got some griddle glue here. Let's uh, put a bit of that on, patch it up. Duct tape. Yeah. So you have to get a brand new tyre. Your car's very new. A whole new tyre. <sighs> I don't like doing stuff like that. It's very upsetting. I hate spending money. You've got a free oil change though. Yeah, I did get free oil change. But the free oil change... I didn't get free oil change. I paid for it when I bought the car. <laughs> Bollocks. So, There's so, nothing for free in this world. When everyone someone else says that it's something for free, yeah, you get bullshit. burnt somewhere else. Well, and you got your free oil change, but now you've got to get a new tyre, so the, the cost is offset. Your but, profit's gone. But three oil changes for a new bloody tyre. It's grim. Yeah. The so, world bit back. Yeah, that's... I mean, if that's the top of your list of problems, you're okay. How do Tesla tires work? Do they go down or just inflate themselves? Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, they're made of cement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually I've had a pop tire on a Tesla. Really? Yeah, I did. And you can't carry a spare. You can't carry a spare in a Tesla. No, because that's it's a, a massive flaw. Big flaw. But they also give you free roadside assistance. 
So they come and pick you up. Yeah, but you fucked. What if you're like absolutely in the middle of nowhere? So I bought. Uh, I, I bought, guess you couldn't end up in the end of, middle of nowhere because with the mileage on it, you can't get too far from civilization without breaking down anyway. I don't know. I've been in the boonies in Mexico now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> middle of Mexico. Please don't get a flat tire. Right. <laughs> so I bought this kit. It's called. Uh, it's like a slime kit, and you you. So it's like an inner tube, but you plug it in and it pushes slime into your tire and fills wherever the hole is. So you didn't care to tell me about this kit? It's a temporary fix. Oh, it's temporary. For a road trip. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, road trip. So it'll just get you enough air in your tire so you can get to the garage. Get you going. Get a new tire. Nice. And in Mexico, there's something called the Green Angels. Are you familiar? The Green Angels? Green Angels. Not uh, what Hell's Angels, but Green Angels. So if you ever, if this is for everyone, a little bit of advice for everyone. If you're ever driving in Mexico and your car breaks down, you can call the Green Angels, essentially like AAA okay. in Mexico, um, but they'll come for like 50 bucks and get your car. They'll either fix it right there at the road if they can, and if not, they'll get you towed to the nearest garage. Really? Yeah. Okay. Save that number whenever you drive to Mexico. The Green Angels. The Green Angels. Cool. Free advice for everyone listening. Opposite of the Red Devils. Uh, There's well, a transition, eh? Well, I was going to actually one-up your transition oh, because on. you were talking about your wheel and I was uh, going to say Tommy's at the wheel, Ollie's at the wheel, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Good place to start. I've, I've not been looking forward to this podcast for weeks and it used to be really <laughs> enjoyable and now I'm just like, every week it's just a, a fucking disaster of Man United shithousery. Gary Neville said... That he feels like Ollie's probably relieved to be out of the job. Are you relieved he's out of a job? I am, personally. Yeah, really? Where, where, you know, when we got... He's one of his biggest advocates in our circle, friend of the show, former uh, Euro, Euro correspondent, Dean, was big Ollie in. He liked him. He's like, you got to give him a chance. And even he, after the Watford game, was sat on my couch and he said, that's it. He's got to go. Tommy Mike Norton, same thing. Like, a lot of guys, just, you, you get to a point where... We talked about it for a couple of weeks. How do you turn it around when things are going? It's not like a couple of bad results. They conceded four at Leicester, yeah. five at Liverpool, four at City. I think four. Four, four uh, at Watford. Four at Watford. Like there's no sign of it nah, turning around. Like it's, get worse. There's no positives, right? So it had to it had to happen. It was just the circumstances in which it happened. So for anyone that missed the game, Watford won the game four one. Watford actually really good, but United were just dreadful. Like actually fucking awful. He had a spell after half time when I thought <coughs> when he'd he get scored. back into it. Yes. When, he, when he scored, I thought oh, there's window, yeah. right? And they, st- they actually played okay for ten minutes. Donny van der Beek was actually very good. Look, looked up for it as well. He looked well, maybe because he knew Solskjaer was going to But Jesse Lingard, I thought it was the biggest piss take ever. He brought him on in the ninetieth minute. Pointless. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I think all round it was time to go. His interview even after the game was very strange. It was very uncomfortable. Solskjaer's tenure at Man United has been like death by a thousand cups. Very weird. It's it, even the way it was. Um, I think it was Jeff Shreves after the game was interviewing him, and it was the questions he was like, "Do you think you have the capability to continue in this job? Do you think do you think this is like acceptable for Manchester?" United? Asking Ollie this, and he's sort of like laughing, but inside you can see he's crying, and it's like. I just felt it was like torture for him. He just didn't. He didn't have the right answers for any of the questions. And I think what you was just saying there about Gary Neville said like he'll he'll probably be sat with a, a cocktail at the end of this week and be probably be able to breathe for the first yeah. time in a while. And it, it's odd because the first couple of years weren't so bad. We finished second in the league yeah. last season, third the season before. 
Europa um, League final. Not winning the Europa League final, I think, was a big kick in the balls. Because then you got a medal around your neck, you know, and like everyone's everyone's feels good about it. Then you feel like you can push forward, yeah. which is what everyone thought would happen this season. You mm-hmm. signed Sancho, Varane, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Okay, great. We're going to push on now and just gone backwards massively. It's uh, yeah, just just we knew it was coming at some point. He wasn't going to survive forever, was he? No. But uh, strange time to do it. I think obviously because the, the, the signals were like, all right, they're going to wait till the end of the season and just see it out now. And uh, obviously something about losing to Watford was the, the absolute final straw. But it seems a bit knee jerk because they've, they've just put Carragher. Not character. 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 <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't that it? That would be interesting. Just, put, just, just giving character promotion into there for now as interim, right? Just to take over. Yeah, so let me ask you this because you, you're familiar with the coaching setup. So I, I was baffled by that. I thought, how has Carrick still got a job? Carrick's been coaching the team. I, surely, if you're sacking Solskjaer, you got to get rid of Carrick too. It, 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 it's very interesting because I, sometimes you have. It's a dynamic that's probably a, a, a full podcast conversation for a different day. But I think sometimes you have a, an assistant coach who knows the team very well, but has been following in the footsteps of the manager and maybe has their own way of doing things. But because they're loyal to the manager, they've supported the manager and, and done things what the manager wants, which is a good assistant, that's what you want. Um, but also everyone has a different perspective slightly. So the, the thought might be that, you know, a character knows the group Maybe he's just got a little bit just of a tweak. Carrick again. Carrick, fuck's sake. <laughs> losing it. Um, Carrick. Maybe he's got a slightly different yeah. take on it, right? And, and, and it, that's all it needs is a slight shuffle, a slight different perspective and change things. It also could be that he's also, you know, can part, have no impact part of at the all. problem. Yeah, and he could be a massive part of the problem. You don't know. Yeah, it's, so it's interim. So Michael Carrick's in, I think they said till the end of the season, right? I, I, let him know. I thought, uh, I heard some different versions. Like they were, they were looking, he was going to do now, and they're looking for someone else to finish till the end of the season. I think which is strange. United are in an, an odd position because there's nobody really available that screams like a Conte last week or two weeks ago, whatever. Yeah, it's a damn. It's a damn. Still learning English, and it's not. It's not really a fit. Brendan Rodgers, but Leicester aren't doing so yeah. well, right? I think. I think Zidane's holding out for a France job in a couple of years. After I think the World Cup, got, yeah, he should got to wait and wait for Deschamps to leave. Right, um, that would make sense. Pochettino's the favourite, isn't he? He is the favourite. Don't see him just walking out of PSG for it. But that's, that would have to be the end of the season. Yeah, he can't even win the French league. Bring in Steve Bruce. That's been a big rumor today. Really? <laughs> I, I was I was absolutely embarrassed. Steve Bruce is like, yeah, just you know, he'll get get things. Oh, like, he'll keep you oh, up. Oh, being serious. He'll keep you up. He'll be fucking serious. <laughs> oh, it's bad. You know that? I think that was the worst part about the game on Saturday. Just you know how far they've fallen. There's just a laughing stock. And Watford fans singing all these at the wheel at the top of the oh, line. Oh, that was brilliant. So funny. And I don't know if you cruel. heard it. Football's cruel, isn't it? You've so got cruel. Thirty thousand Watford fans singing. You imagine being Oli on the soul track. It felt bad for him at the end. I, I actually did feel bad for him especially when I watched this kind of odd interview what did you make of that it's an exit interview when you know you never see that it never happens what did you make of it I, I text you about it I just um, <laughs> that's bizarre very bizarre imagine this one imagine sitting at the table like alright Ollie it's over you've had a stinker like let's just get you out of here you're fired right but or mutual it's always mutual these days always, no yeah. one's ever fired it's always by mutual you know dis- like decision um, but hey mate can you do us a favour 
Can you do us a little bit of an interview before you leave, like, and just let everyone know you've been fired? I know, it's pretty could barely get through it without crying. It's like crying in the middle of oh, it, which, like, it's just... Bad. It, that, again, like, it's just torture for him. What did you make at the end of the game uh, when the players all went over to the fans and sort of held their hands up and, yeah. you know, they well, take ownership it, of that? Do you it, like that? Or? It, it started with Solskjaer doing, didn't he? He went over and put yeah. his hands up to the fans. And I think Bruno Fernandes was behind and was, like, sort of signalling, like, it's not no, 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 it's all of us. We're all in this together. But at that point, it's... That's almost like taking a piss. Like, oh, now you've got his back. You didn't have his back for the last ninety minutes with your performance. Well, but- and and now and now it's Fernandez and the guys that keep going, and they don't lose their jobs. That's the thing. I'd like <laughs> Bruno Fernandez. Football's mad. He hasn't had a shot in how many games? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sent me that stat. He's yeah. had a shot in like a month. A it's, shot on target in a month. It, I think it's this season. Over he's a, not had a shot on target. Nah, I don't think it's or is it, is it like a month or so? I think it's it's, it's close to something like that. There you go. <laughs> Very straight. Yeah, he, he hasn't had a shot on target in the Premier League in over two months. <laughs> That's crazy. Like so, yeah, for an attacking midfielder, he's not at the races. Harry, Harry Maguire. Like, what has happened to him? Just, him and Luke Shaw, the state of them defending. Well, obviously, you know, the, the, the De Gea, uh, De Gea's quote. Com- quote as well was awful after the game. I mean, that's as bad as anything. You know, we, we don't know what to do on the pitch. We don't know what to <laughs> what do with do the, with the, the ball? ball. Jesus, you've got Ronaldo in, on the pitch. You don't know what to do with the professional ball. Professional football team. Like, that, top that's, professional football so, team. Obviously, it was absolutely like rotten from the inside from a football perspective. Um, but it's strange one when you... I always... Like, a, the interview is just weird. I think that's just wrong. It I don't understand why they have a manager sit and sort of... They're asking him questions about it, and I'm like, wait a minute, he's just been fired. Like, get him out of the door. Like, Pochettino, he left Spurs, like, left a note on the whiteboard for the players. <laughs> that They asked a question to, uh, to Solskjaer about, you know, what, what, what would you say to the players before the game on Thursday? He's like, well, I actually spoke to them this morning, ahead of the Villarreal game. And he's like, you know, I just told them to enjoy it. And I'm like... What a weird, uh, weird, so weird, weird dynamic. It's like getting dumped by your girlfriend or boyfriend and so, then sort of say, like, sitting around and coming over for Christmas dinner yeah, you know, to her mum and dad. So, exactly. Very strange. <laughs> like, what? It's fucking super weird. And, and, and he what? was, I seen him when he was leaving Carrington today, he was hugging the fans outside Carrington. That's quite funny. It is funny. What sort of fan? Just, just thinking from the fan perspective. <laughs> Who's the fan that got up on Monday morning and went, so shy is fine. I'm going to go wait for him to leave so I can give him a hug. So weird. It's mad. And what, I, what I found interesting is before the international break, he went to Norway with his family. And, you know, usually the players that don't go on international duty do light training, train, right? Yeah. And he didn't have the, any of them train. Really? Sancho, Rashford just sat about the place and he went to Norway for a week. Yeah. So did he already know? He knew what was coming, didn't he? He knew it was coming. Interesting. We said it on the pod a couple of weeks ago that it, this run of three games would make yeah. or break him. Didn't right? think it would be the first one. Well, we've got to go to Spain tomorrow. Villarreal away tomorrow. Big one. They end up winning. They end up going on a ten-game run now. It's going to go one or two ways. By the way, they're uh, they're fifty to one to lose their next three, which is not a bad, not a bad punt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're also like twelve to one to win the next three. Like it's so unpredictable. But you could see it because it's what happened when Mourinho left and Solskjaer took over. You get that inertia, the new kind of like, all right, this is a little bit of momentum now. There's always a rebound. I, I don't, I don't feel like this is one of those situations where the players were necessarily rebelling against the manager. No. I don't think they disliked him because that's why you see Fernandez. You know, saying it's all of us. But, um, so but what do you think it is then was it tactical I, I, I nuance just, I just or? don't think he gave them a clear plan I don't think he's got the personality I've always said it he hasn't got that uh, like, 
just presence that makes players want to play for him. Yeah, leadership. Imagine Phoenix Circle on a Sunday bringing us in for a team talk. It'd be rubbish. Like you wouldn't. I just don't think he's got that ability. It's quite to un- motivate and, and it's quite uninspiring. Yeah, yeah he just like, hey guys, you know, go pass it to Ronaldo and we'll score a goal and he'll be fun. He does. He does say a lot of uh, sort of textbook cliche right out of the Furby Very, playbook. Yeah, like he, he says, just go out there and enjoy yourselves and like shit. Says Ferguson it a lot. used to say, like, right? It's, it's different times. And of course, he learned from Ferguson because he played under him, right? So you. He's one of the best. You like you kind of repeat, but you got to also put your own spin on things. And, and, and players these days want detail. They want to know what you expect of them. They want to know what they need to do. They want to know in every scenario what what's expected of me here. What should I be doing in this area? Whereas back in the day, yeah, go out and play in a funk. You're a good team, and you'll, you'll solve it. Modern players are more. I don't want to say robotic, but they, they, they need to understand every element that needs to be given to them. Well, let's look, look at the best two teams in the country right now would probably arguably be Liverpool and Manchester yeah. City. Over the last few seasons, anyway, yeah. Chelsea are obviously having a good season. Um, I watched the City game, I watched the Liverpool game this weekend, and everything they, they do is like by design. Yeah. It's not like United's just all over the place. Like, the hair said, we don't know what to do yeah. when we've got the ball. Every single Liverpool and Manchester City player know exactly what to do when they've got the ball. It's very good consistency. It's unbelievable. Like they're, they're, they're playing a different game. We say it every week. It's like, yeah. don't want to like bang the same drum, but it's watching them is like that's how it should be done. That's how it should be set up and, and should be played. Yeah. So anything else on it? All right. So you're United. Who do you hire? Who do you give that job to? Oh, it's tough because you Pochettino hasn't won. No, Massively, he's, he's, he's doing okay at PSG, but he's a bluffer. He didn't win the French League. You would win the French League with that PSG team. It's embarrassing. Don't want Pochettino. I like Pochettino. I and, don't. I don't want him to go to United. And he bottled it, I suppose. I don't want him to go to United. <laughs> um, it's a tough one outside of that. I mean, I really don't think there is a manager that's. You know, I'd go after Ten Hag from Ajax. I think he'd be a good fit. I swear to God, I have to get Roberto Martinez. I'm not watching football anymore. <laughs> please. I'd rather please, get please, Steve please. Bruce. You'd rather have Steve Bruce yes. than Roberto Martinez? Yes. Yeah, I like that. Imagine, imagine Brucey showing up at training <laughs> with a bag of balls and uh, and you've got you've got Ronaldo and Varane who have just come in the summer. Sancho was at Dortmund last year and they're like, all right, got Manchester United, biggest club in the world. And like, Brucey comes in and he's like, all right, lads, go on, get over there, get on, jog. Just just for the, the entertainment value, I wish someone like Keane would take it. Just for the entertainment value. That'd be fantastic. It would be brilliant. Burn it down from the inside. Absolutely, 100%. Fireworks. So, before we hit the halftime, should we talk about uh, the Spurs game? They had a decent result. The reason I want to talk about Spurs is just because Conte was fucking buzzing at the end of that game. He was. And I thought the contrast between sort of that and, and Solskjaer prodding the iPad yeah. every time we got a goal right. scored against us. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> prodding the iPad. I love that. It's so true. I never even noticed it. Super true. Every, every time we conceded a goal, I was just poking the iPad and looking at Michael Carrick. Carrick looking at like what's happened there that's what Carrick needed to get binned off yeah that's a mistake keeping him in get rid of the iPad I think that's a mistake but uh, interesting that yeah, so, so what about Spurs um, yeah I mean the passion is great Conte clearly I've, I've, you, I thought Leeds were massive. quite good Le- Leeds were very good in the first half mm. um, the, the talk is that the half time instructions from Conte was just play man for man in the second half as Spurs mm. just play man for man high press high energy and, and go after him, and obviously it changed the game, um, which was interesting because that's kind of our Leeds players, man to man, and they just press, 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 press. So it was interesting. What, what? Talking about the, the 
I don't think they gave anything special. The goals we scored weren't like, oh, brilliant by design, great football. It's a free kick come back off the post. Yeah, that was a jammy, that was a jammy goal. But you, know, you got to be there, right? you got to be in the spot. Yeah. But what I'll say is, it got me thinking a little bit about the passion because it, it's when you look at it, you go, oh, he bloody loves, he loves it, he loves it. But I think it's, it speaks to the man he is and, and his mentality because, listen, I don't think he really cares about Spurs. He doesn't care that Tottenham won. He cares about him. He's a competitor in himself. He cares about the project. Now, now, now the team is an extension of himself. They're a representation of him. If they win, he's successful. And that's what the passion is about. You know, he's grabbing players at the end of the game and this and that. And I'm like, he can't build a connection with them that closely yet. But he's building the connection. And I think that's how he does it, by showing them how much, how much passion he's got. They're going to... They're going to where you embody that in themselves and the way they play, mm. then they become an extension of him. I think it's really it's really interesting to, to look at how he does that because he's grabbing everyone and he's all about it and he's just getting behind the fans and it just creates a culture. And I think that's the biggest thing in modern day football is you've got to have your own environment and culture about what you do. And um, I think that's what Oli failed to do at United. Um, I think that's what Nuno failed to do at Spurs before. And, and that's what Conte can do. And it's, that's what Klopp has, that energy. He's friends with the tea lady. He's friends with the guy that cuts the grass. He's buzzing about everyone around the place. You know what I find very interesting about the two, you've just given an example there, the two best in the league I mean, in recent years of Klopp and Guardiola. I was reading something about Pat Guardiola owns a steak in a, a restaurant in Manchester. Yes. I forget the name of it. The Connect with the Community. Yeah. Klopp, same thing. There's like that bond and they're kind of in it. And it's, uh, you use the word cultural so it's like understanding that and laying, of course you have to put your own flavour on it and your own spin, but I definitely think that, that that part of that bite was missing at United for sure. Conte's in there for a couple of games and yeah. already you see the place now buzzing around him, right? And the fans will be buzzing because they see he gives a shit and it's not just, you know, stood there clueless. That, that's what, a lot of people look at football and they go, oh, these managers, they're geniuses, they understand the game, they're training sessions. I think that's 20-30% of what they do. Interesting. The, the, the way they build an environment and that that's the culture part of it. And I think so many managers either don't, aren't able to successfully do that or miss that piece that's the huge part of it everyone feels like they play a role around the club and they build this uh, almost like a mentality within the, the entire organisation where everyone contributes to the performance if the team wins on the pitch it's because the chef did a great job on the week and you know the groundsman I was laughing Conte's attention to detail We, I think I sent you the funny text uh, Jeff Shrees was reporting that he's got the, he's got the Spurs groundsman picking up the dugout they're basically like cutting the dugout grass by hand because that's how he wants it and it's just mad whether that's true or not like that's the detail that these guys go into and creating the whole picture yeah so there's so much more than just a guy picking a football team right there's the psychological part there's the man management yeah. there's, yeah, there's you, so many different you, you could be a great X and O's guy but if you can't create an environment where they believe in your X and O's well it's pointless right? <laughs> for sure alright well let's hit the halftime buzzer we'll come back talk a little bit more about the weekend's happenings football and then just some other happy stuff happy stuff happy stuff Tommy's at the wheel. <laughs> He's got a new wheel. New segment. New, oh, go on then. Yeah, Surprise, so, so, new so, so segment. Wel- welcome to the second half of the show, everyone. This is a healthy obsession. If you're new, welcome. We just keep cranking through the numbers. 
Can you put your finger on the laughing button? No, no one can the, stop us. The laughing button, what I, I say. I've got the camera which one's laughing and which one's clapping. Well, we're going to find out. Right, yeah. Yes. Time for this week's joke of the week. Very good. <laughs> you like that? Uh, it depends on the joke. See if you can get it. It's a question. Well, that's not a joke, is it? What kind of tea do soccer players like to drink? Uh, don't know. Think. Just tell me. <laughs> Penel tea. That's awful. <laughs> that's, that's no good. I think it's great. Penalty. I think I think for joke of the week you got to do better than that. Well, I'll try again for next week. I've set I've yeah. set the bar now. You set the bar so low. The bar. You've done it only go up. You've purposely set the bar low so that no matter what joke you tell next week, it has to be better than that. I might, that, I might have picked the best one to go first. Don't, what did you do? Google soccer jokes. No. <laughs> I've got, book, I've got a book of soccer jokes. Did you get it for Christmas? Right here in my head. Uh, fucking comedian. Next week, <laughs> we'll be back. So let's finish talking about the football from the weekend. Really? Yeah, just a little bit. Oh, what you got? Because if we don't, everyone's like, oh, you only talk about United and Spurs. Oh, man. good point. All right, let's talk true. about something else shite like. So, uh, did you watch the Liverpool Arsenal game? I did, yeah. Let's talk about someone else shite. I like so it. So, we did a poll on the Small Goal Soccer Instagram page before the game. Uh, who do you think will win Arsenal Liverpool? Majority of people said Arsenal. There's a lot of Arsenal fans in Small Goal Soccer. True, That's that a is, strange thing. That is I don't very know strange, why. isn't it? There mass- is a- You've got a massive Gooner like little. Uh, Big Arsenal base. You've got a Gooner cell. It's weird. Very yeah. weird. I don't like it. Absolutely. I do like it right now. Well, they, and going into this game, they were shit hot. They're on good form. They had, they had one, I think they won five in a row without conceding a goal. Would they play anyone decent? Uh, there you go. Norwich. There you go. Southampton. Look who they've played. Of course they're on a good run of form. Yeah, but United can't get a win. Arsenal at least winning games. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But yes, anyway, so a lot of people thought Arsenal would win. Yeah, they beat a 10-man Watford. They did beat Leicester. I'll give them credit on that one. Okay. They beat Leeds. Everyone beats Leeds. They beat Aston Villa. Well, he's just been fired. He was on a five, six-game losing run. And they drew a Palace. And they drew with Brighton. So so they're just getting found out now. Yeah, they'll be back. Because Liverpool tore them apart. They'll drop off. Liverpool tore most teams apart, but they did tear Arsenal apart. What was the scrap between Arteta and Klopp? Because I quite liked that. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of over nothing. It was, it was, it was a, a tackle. It was it? a bit of a heavy tackle, but Arteta went like screaming Man. and shouting, and Klopp was just telling him to fuck off. You know? <laughs> it was very, very funny. You, your glasses are a bit Kloppish right now, actually. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, I think he got LASIK. Klopp? Is he not wearing glasses anymore? He wasn't wearing specs the last couple of games. Interesting. I couldn't get LASIK. What, a laser in your eyeball. Fuck that. Scary. I but I'm like I described it and I think my mum had it done and she said it's not like James Bond villains. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's not what it's like. I'm no? like still I'm not doing it. So what is it? Uh yes yeah, so it's actually a laser goes into your cornea and like, like but what does that shaves do? part, it like takes part of your shit vision away and you know, It's fucking insane. Science is crazy. Just think about like how they figured out how to do that. Or who was the guinea who pig? Who was the first man? Yeah, who's the guinea pig? Fuck it, try it. I bet it was a guinea pig. <laughs> Yeah, but like even then, like a guinea pig eyeball is different to a fucking human eyeball. Well, they probably did it on a monkey then. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, it's miserable. I just don't fancy it. No. Nah, not for me. But I think Klopp got it done. Yeah. And now he's got perfect vision and big teeth. And he can see directly at fucking Arteta in terms of fuck <laughs> off. Like Klopp would batter Arteta. Who do you reckon the hardest man in the Premier League? Hardest manager? Hardest manager. Definitely Sean Dyche. Do you reckon Sean Dyche? Yes. I can get tired in a fight. 
I can be good for about 10 seconds. Nigel Pearson, but he's not in the Prem. He's not in there anymore. Quite hard. Who else is there? I'll test to get battered by everyone. By everyone. Um, so shall I get battered by everyone. So shall I do. He'd just cry. I think, um, I think Pep would be tough as well because I think he's just a fucking psychopath. Eddie Howe gets slapped about. Eddie Howe like, gets little, slapped little about. Private school, private school boy. True. Yep. Gerard's probably quite hard. Like Conte can hold his own. Yes. In a suit as well. Yep. Be decent. I think Gerard would be. Gerard could have a scrap. Yeah, Gerard have a scrap. Be all right. Yeah. We're talking about uh, who's the geezer of Brighton. What? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Potter. Graham Potter. Graham Potter. I bet he's secretly quite hard. Yeah, definitely. He was sleeping with. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll he was be sleeping good. rough. He'll like. be, he'll be good. He looked good there as well. He did. He, I bet he'd be good, like some weird, like a random martial art. He'd be like good at karate. He'd be black belt in karate yeah. or something. Like, what? Ta- yeah, t- yeah. What Where's was that called? Uh, Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. Like crazy <laughs> Spin, spinning kicks. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Arteta was probably pointing because I was watching it, and when they started having the confrontation. I thought Liverpool are going to score in a few minutes and Klopp's just going to look down the line at him and they be like, did. fuck you. And they did. And they loved right it after well. that. And then when the third went in, the fourth went in, he was absolutely <laughs> loving it. Loving it. He was loving it. Was loving it. And Arteta uh, was, uh, yes, he got put in his place. He got put back in his place. Shh. Sit down. Sit down, mate. Sit down and but, stop. But thinking. Liverpool were outrageous. Tom, I was watching them. The ball went back to the goalkeeper, Allison, and it was in the 18-yard box. There was three outfield Liverpool players and three Arsenal players pressing and they were just dinging it around. I see it. One, two touch in the box, in their own box. I'm like, and they just didn't even care. Mm. It was so easy. I'm going to laugh. Like a training exercise. So, Liverpool, uh, big win. Man City got a big win. You see that Rodri strike for Man City? Unbelievable That strike. was a nice goal. Outrageous. I really enjoyed that. It is so cleanly. <laughs> they, they're perfect goals. And he actually, the defender was actually getting quite close to him. You know, just fucking hit him so nicely. It, it would, it, that's a thunder bastard. That is a thunder bastard. That, by definition. By definition, yeah. Raheem Sterling back on the score sheet as well. I thought his City days were done. Still around. He's still, Do you reckon he stays there past the summer? Nah, he's, got he's, gone, he's gone. Maybe even he, at Christmas. Where does he go? Maybe Barcelona. Spurs. Barca have been interested. Spurs, I could see. I could see him going to Everton. Yes. That's the kind of movie he'd make. I don't see him at Spurs. He's not a Conte player. Barca have shown a ton of interest, though. Really? Yeah, apparently Barca want to get that deal done. And Pep's got the links there, right? So he has. Well, uh, yeah, Xavi now is obviously the uh, the new manager. The new gaffer. And he's been a, he's been given a thumbs up by uh, by Messi, which was strange. Messi, oh, I think he's going to do a great job. Well, you're not going to say he's going to be shit, is he? Yeah, he's like, your, be- your best what? pal. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why even asking him? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so big win for City. Uh, Chelsea got a, a great win at Leicester as well. Kante's goal was unbelievable. Three 0 Three 0 Leicester on a bit of a wobble. Leicester having a wobble. Don't want Rogers. Rogers, yeah, you know, you'll probably get the United job. <laughs> I hope you get someone crap. <laughs> but no, nah, Premier League shaping up nicely at the moment. It's quite tasty. I watched uh, Newcastle and Brentford. Brentford three three cracking game. Burnley Palace three three. Yeah, loads of goals. Good games. Uh, Steven Gerrard got his first win in charge of Aston Villa. Yep, and he loved it. He loved two, it. Two late goals, wasn't it? Two late goals. Yeah. And uh, what's your man's name? At, uh, Norwich got a win. Dean Smith won a game. Yeah, first game came two, in one. and got a result. <laughs> yeah. No, imagine if Norwich stay up. On the, uh, I would love that because I don't <laughs> think he deserved to get fired at Villa, but. It was a bit harsh. No, I thought you definitely deserved to get fired. Really? Yeah, they were doing terrible. We are doing terrible, terrible. Yeah. You know who's going to have a really tough time? Apparently, because uh, Newcastle are still winless in the Premier League, aren't they? Yes. Any, There's no team that's been winless after 12 games that has ever stayed up. 
So, so they're going to have to complete the Mission Impossible. Eddie Hell to the rescue. <laughs> It'll be very interesting. They're, they're getting relegated, and yeah, that's the end of it before it's even started for the new uh, multi-billionaires in town. Yeah. All right, so what else have we got cooking? Is that it for the Prem? You want to yeah, that's else? enough. enough. That's enough Premier League. Enough. So I, I got something interesting here. Man of the Match Award went to uh, a young man that plays for Crew, but he, he was not old enough to drink, so they gave him a packet of Walker's Crisps, a packet of Jaffa Cakes... Um, what else is he holding? Uh, that's a just a, a, a water, water bottle. Traffic cakes, crisps. And that's a, quite good. And a club-branded water bottle. <laughs> We've talked about Man of the Match Awards before. Um, I quite like that one. Box of Jaffa cakes. Bag of crisps. Fair enough. I think they should at least make it the same value as the bottle of champagne. I feel like the Jaffa cakes and a bag of 50p crisps don't quite add up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I'd rather that than the champagne. Do you know what you do? Like, it's interesting because I, I saw a picture. John Terry's been doing a lot on his uh, new Twitter account, and uh, he he posts a lot of pictures where he's doing tactics in his book. But in the background, you can see all you know, conveniently you can see all his trophies and medals, and he's got loads of bottles of champagne that are man of the match bottles. And obviously, players just keep them because oh, yeah. you remember it. You're not going to keep the empty bottle, right? It gets better with age. Too. At what point do you drink it? At what point do you go? Oh, fuck it, let's put one of them open. Yeah. Right. If you if you if you played, let's say four hundred professional matches your man of the match 25 times is that I don't know if that's a good return but you know what I mean like you've got them 25 bottles of champagne after games you just keep them all at what point do you go let's have a party so I, I can speak to this a little bit but not from man of the match awards so when I bought this house I got given a bottle of champagne by mm-hmm. the real estate guy the mm-hmm. realtor and it sat in our fridge for four years yeah. And I said to Pam, at what point does this get drank? Yeah. She said, a special occasion. Well, what? When's a special occasion? Right now. Yeah, exactly. Now, I don't want, I, I don't want to drink. Funny you say that. My mum and dad bought me a bottle of champagne when we bought the house uh, and it's still last year. I'm waiting until they come visit. Oh, that's nice. But they didn't know that, so now they know. Yeah, they've the ruined it. But I've always been worried, because whenever I had people over for a party, I've always been like, that bottle's definitely going to end up floating around somewhere. People respect the champagne. They, 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 it's the one thing they leave alone. You don't touch a bottle of champagne. You know, you leave it alone unless you're offered yeah, it. True. You don't grab it. It's not a bottle of Bud Light. Yeah, that's fair. Leave, leave it alone. Decent. So, yeah. Uh, I also saw you shared um, John Terry was getting given a little bit of shit off uh, Antonio Conte. More diet problems. So, he said only one biscuit because John Terry posted a, a book uh, and a cup of coffee and there was a biscuit on top of the book. Two biscuits. Two biscuits. And he said, uh, Conte said to John Terry, only one biscuit. Tweeted back at him, didn't he? <laughs> only one biscuit, John. Oh. <laughs> Conte's mad. Yeah, you have to be be a little crazy to be the top level management. You have to be a little wild. I just love the balls he's got to like really. I feel like he steps over the line and like what you can and can't impose on someone's life. (laughs) The Spurs players are definitely limited. I bet they're like very very limited what they can eat, what they can do, where they can go. He's got the groundsman cutting the grass with the scissors. They're off the ketchup now and they're winning games. Off the ketchup. Off the ketchup. Off the what else did he eat? No pizza. Yeah, and they're only having sex for short sex. One hundred and nineteen seconds. Short sex, no long sex. Imagine that's quite a boring life. Very short sex, no condiments. Yeah, only one biscuit. Christ, I couldn't play for Conte. <laughs> I'm mean, rubbish. <laughs> do you do you remember the football manager Joe Kinnear? Yes, I do remember Joe. So Kinnear. Joe Kinnear was a manager in the '90s and the early 2000s in the UK. Managed, Crazy gang. Uh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah. Who else? Where did he go after that? Was that it? 
Uh, he, oh, he's been in some other places for sure. So yeah. I was reading something funny this week about him. He, when he was the director of football at Newcastle, he tried to sign a midfielder called Shane Ferguson on a scouting trip to Birmingham, only to be told the 22-year-old was already a Newcastle player and been loaned to Birmingham. <laughs> 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 so let's say let's say you're the manager of that team or director of football. How do you get out? Why do you backpedal out of that situation? <laughs> so you've reached out. We want to buy this yeah. land. He's already yours. Yeah. How how do you say? How do you pretend that it like it was an honest mistake? Got you. Yeah. Just make a joke. Yeah. <laughs> just just checking you. Just checking you didn't forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I that's thought, good. I thought that was funny. How cool? That's just bad in it. Uh, what else have we got? You had, you had you had something good about the Pope. Well, I like this one. Yeah, this is good. Uh, immobile. The Italian is that is that what you call it? Immo- no, no, his name spelled A I M M O B I L E. Yeah, it's a mobile. No, it's a mobile. <laughs> immobile. He's immobile. He can't move. Yeah, he can move. He can move. But yeah, uh, yeah, he uh, refereed a charity match between uh, Lazio's employees and a Vatican best eleven. <laughs> I love the way it's phrased that. A Vatican eleven at the request of Pope Francis. What? what Pretty is, worded. What is going on there? What's the Pope getting involved for? Well, I guess he's in charge of the Vatican team. How does it come about that, like, A, like, who sets up the game? Who's like, I want to see Lazio against our Vatican eleven? Do you reckon the Pope's there just sort of, like, at his weekly business meeting, just sort of throwing around ideas? What can we do to better, you know, help out the Vatican? What can we do to promote the Vatican? Let's get a game against someone. Come on, set it up. Do you, Who do you fancy? Well, I know someone over at Lazio. Let's get their staff in. You know, the Vatican's its own country. Yeah. That's mad. And they got a lot of money. And they've got the Pope at the at the helm. And the Pope. The, the Pope on their side. The Pope's just leaning on football. It's like, Pope, hey, buddy. He's picking referees. You fa- yeah, you, would you fancy if the Pope called you and asked you to ref a game, would you go do it? But you couldn't say no, could you? I can't, why not? Why can't Sorry, you? Mr. Pope. Mr. Got plans. Mr. Pope. Is he Mr. Pope? No, I think it's just the Pope. The Pope. Yeah. Sorry, you wouldn't call him the Pope. Sorry, the Pope. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Popey. You don't call him Pope, though. Sorry, no. Pope. Interesting. How do they refer to the Pope? Pope Francis. How do you refer to him when you talk to him? You say, hi, Pope Francis. Hello, Pope Francis. Yeah. It's quite a funny word, Pope. Pope. <laughs> it's quite... It's, it's, it's a bit dumpy. Pope. It is a bit. Hello, Pope. Hello, Pope. Popey. Yeah, I don't like that. Anyway. We're not mocking the Pope. No, we're not mocking the Pope. Yeah, my wife's Catholic. So there you go. We're Catholic family. We're safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's an interesting one. So, I don't know. Would I ref it? Yes, I would. Now, would I take bribes as the referee? 100%. <laughs> Yeah, but that goes against everything that we we've uh, we stand for on this show. Corruption. We're anti corruption. Anti corruption. Or are we pro corruption? That's the question, isn't it? Well, is anti corruption actually anti corruption, or is anti corruption in your favour? <laughs> mm, get around that one. All right. What else have we got going on? We got a hot topic. We got anything else we want to talk about? Uh, Mourinho. Uh, is, this hot, saw, is this hot topic or not? Yeah, I actually like this as a hot topic. All right, that's good. Topic. Um, so Felix Afina Gayan who uh, is at uh, Roma. He's uh, a 2003 birth year, so he would be under 19 right now. So he's a young lad. Um, He came off the bench for Roma this week and scored two goals, I think one in the 85th minute and one in the 92nd minute, and won Roma the game uh, this week. And what was interesting is (laughs) Mourinho had promised to to buy him uh, some 800 euro shoes uh, after he won the, uh, after he scored the goals, he said, "I'll buy you these shoes." What and kind then, of shoes were they? 
They're, uh, I can't even recognise them. They look a bit crap to me. But, uh, yeah, Mourinho actually bought him these shoes. So there was a video that Mourinho posted, and then the lad posted, and Mourinho giving him these boxer shoes, and he unboxes them, and the kid loves it. Have you ever made an offer to a player, Tom? Well, that's where I'm going with this. Okay. What do you think about this match? Because Mourinho, that's actually something he does a lot of. He did it with Sergio Reguillon um, when he first came to Spurs. He bought Sergio Reguillon a full hog to eat. A hog? Uh, yeah, he brought it to the training ground. He bought Sergio, so that's something the Spanish do. They like to roast a whole hog, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reguillon, yeah, he bought him a hog and he roasted it and brought it to the training ground for Reguillon and they ate it but he obviously does that as a way of connecting with his players a little bit but like it's a bit weird because he's bought this young lad a pair of 800 euro shoes for scoring two goals well what if uh, you know his other striker bags two goals and gets fuck all it's it's a bad precedent or is this just PC gone mad he's a young lad he's scored two goals yeah good stuff lad he's probably getting paid peanuts because he's on a youth contract (laughs) I'll buy you some nice shoes. Pretty sure if he plays for Roma, he's making some money. Might be doing all right. Yeah, yeah. maybe doing all right. Interesting, though. What do you think about that, a manager buying players, like, stuff? I as, mean, as a reward? I, I think it's a, uh, it's a bit strange. Is it a bit weird? Because, uh, does it just... Cre- um, they're grown men, so it's not like little kids or something, but does it create a, well, why is he buying him stuff and not me? I play better. That's, that's like, well, then do do something better then. <laughs> Step it up. Would you do it? You're the coach. Would you would you bribe uh, players like that? Legally, I can't do it at the college level because that would be a you know, unfair incentive to certain players. So mm. that would... Uh, negate their amateur status so I can't buy them anything um, and then if I was doing I would not do it with youth kids because then it's just weird yeah, that's, can't that's buy, you can't buy kids presents no, no. strange you're not Santa no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no I don't do that and I'm also cheap I don't even like paying for car tyres so minimal <laughs> chance I'm buying players presents I do hear a lot in the youth game and, and I've tried to stamp it out in, in when I see it parents who bribe kids like, oh we'll give you $20 for every goal I hate that. You know what? You know where it happens a lot is in uh, a lot of the fo- like underground football tournaments where they pay. Like Mitch Garcia told me that you got paid uh, eight hundred bucks to play in an amateur football tournament, yeah. and they bought him new boots. That's interesting. That's happens, Why is happens, all, happens all the time. Is that part of the negotiation? Mm. The eight hundred isn't good enough. Throw in some boots and I'll do it. Winning, Sweeten the deal. The winning prize pot was eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, but what if you don't win? You've just pumped in. Imagine, yeah. imagine, bringing, imagine this. If you give 10 players $800 to play in a story. This happens every grand. weekend. Eight grand. Every weekend it happens. John Arnold did a story on this. John, yeah, he did. Yeah, you check it out on the website. Shout out, John Arnold. Still on the website? Yeah, it is. Yeah, go back and read it. Healthyobsession.soccer. Yeah. Not .com, .soccer. .soccer. All right, before we go, uh, this week, Thanksgiving. What have you got on deck, mate? Do you like Thanksgiving? Are you a Thanksgiving guy? I like it. It's Christmas without presents. I've told you this before. It's lovely. It's like I don't again. I don't like buying people stuff. So <laughs> also, it's magic. Also, it's great because it's on the same week every year, the same days. Yep. So, right? it's so you know you're getting Thursday. You know you're getting Friday. Saturday, Sunday. Whereas Christmas is a bit shit. Sometimes it's like a Monday, and everyone goes back to work on Tuesday. In America, everyone does, whatever day after Christmas it is, the work is. Oh, yeah, don't get it. It's Saturday this year. Well, it's like back in Europe, in England, it's like you get. You know, two weeks off you get Christmas Eve off or you maybe work up until lunchtime right. then you're off Christmas Day you're off and then you don't go back to work till the new year you don't go back to like the 3rd of January yeah here it's 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 rubbish if it's on a weekday it's literally you work the day before Christmas you work the day after it's yeah. minging back to work on the 26th very strange not good yeah I'm not having it you're excited though yeah, no, I look forward to it a lot. I'm gonna, I asked uh, the people I'm going to stay with, or I'm going to have dinner with, if I should bring anything. So I'm going to... What are you bringing? I don't know yet. I'm going to decide. You're going to make something? I'll take some suggestions if anyone wants to throw anything in. Any what, recipes? Well, what, what's your specialty? What can you make? Push some beers. 
take that bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers for listening, everyone. That's the end of this week's show, A Healthy Obsession, the weekly show. Check back with us every Tuesday for updates about football. Goodbye.